Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's me, and it's Breck. Uh, Daniel must be in the shadow realm. Who knows where he is? Um, although, congrats to Daniel. I don't know when he'll be back on, but he's the voice of the, the West Virginia Black Bears, I think, uh, the minor league affiliate of the Pirates So this summer. So good for him. Uh, Breck, what have you been up to? Tell, tell, the, tell them what uh, you've started. I started a um, soccer podcast with my buddy from back home. Uh, it's called Oil Money FC on YouTube. Uh, if you're into soccer, give it a look. But um, I'm ready to talk some MMA. And yeah, congrats to uh to Dan. Hopefully, maybe we can get him back on the show. You know, sometime soon. It's been <laughs> like he got hit by like an Ingunu punch. That's how long he's been gone. You know, like you need six months recovery from a bad knockout. He got hit by Big Nog's uh horse. Yeah, it was a bus, <laughs> actually. It was. So I saw him feeding a carrot a bu- a bus a carrot. That happened. That that that, inter- that whole interview is absolutely hilarious. All right, so we're gonna go over one for a hot sec. Um, feel you gotta feel for Eddie Alvarez a little bit, I guess, but he knew what he was doing. I think it was a DQ. What were your thoughts on that one? You really think it was a DQ, man? I mean, he was hitting him in the back of the head. He hit him like twice. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. But a red card, like a DQ. No. I don't know about that. that Maybe looked, a warning. Uh, take away two points. You know what I mean? Don't don't end the fight. And uh, I don't know how you felt. I think Eddie was, like, dominating the fight up until that point. Yeah. I think he was going to win the fight against the guy. I think he's ranked. I think uh, he, he was number two. Yeah. You, so this, this fight probably gets Eddie closer to a title shot, which is what he wants. But uh, – he was also looking at the ref and talking to the ref. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why the ref just that quickly made that type of decision. I, I just thought that was a little, just a little suspect by the ref. I don't know. I don't know, but Eddie Alvarez looks huge at like 170. Oh yeah, he looks huge. All right, so we're we're gonna do uh the flyweight after this. We gotta talk about this catchweight Muay Thai. This was awesome. For somebody who. I've watched Muay Thai fights on YouTube. Like, I've watched some old school ones, uh, you know, like, the, the watching this for, like, the first, like, real live one I've watched, this this was unbelievable. Like, I, I, I want to start watching Muay Thai fights, you know what I mean? I want to, like, go to Thailand and watch Muay Thai. Uh, oh, that, that's on my bucket list. Oh, easily, you know, like, go and watch, you know, whatever championship they have there. But, um... I thought Williams was like for he was in this fight. Didn't yeah. you think it was one one going into the Yeah, I thought Williams third. won the first round and then Rod Tang won the second. Yeah, and then Rod Tang was just too good. I mean his nickname, the Iron Man, you know, lived up to be true. He just takes he just walks through everything. Have you and seen he's super 
Have he's you super seen? young, but you, just, yeah. you, you worry about his longevity sometimes to me, you know? Uh, have you seen his record? Yeah, it's like 266 and like... I'm pulling it up right now. It's He's fought 319 professional fights. And he has 267 wins. <laughs> yeah, that's just like ridiculous. Uh, that's what they do in Thailand. There's like legends over there. I was reading an article about it the other day. Like they have up to like 500, 600 fights in their career. That's crazy. All right. To the flyweight world championship. Um, Adriana Morais beats Demetrius Johnson with a gnarly knee. Dude, I got out of my seat when I saw that. That was nuts. Yeah, uh, shocking. Like, you look at the uh, Marais, um, you know, he's dominated one, and Demetrius is getting older, but you didn't think – I mean, up until the knee, don't you think Johnson was losing the fight, the whole the whole fight? Yeah, I agree. The, the length was a problem. He, he couldn't figure out the length of Marais. And then, yeah, the knee, it's just like – I don't know how you feel, but, like, I love those rules. I love it. I love it. And even DJ after the fight said, if I was in the same position, I would have thrown the knee. It's like, so I, the UFC should adopt these rules to me. It's, it's like, then we wouldn't have had the Jan Sterling incident, you know? But um, I think Johnson made a good point. He said, if you feel safe on one knee uh, next to another man's knee, that shouldn't be right. No. And I mean, you know, fighting, you know, if you want to have pure fighting, you know, you can't have like eye pokes and that type of dangerous cross shots. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to do basically most things you could do in a street fight, except, you know, the dirty stuff. Yeah. I loved it, but, uh, it was awesome. First time DJ ever got stopped, but, uh, you got to think they're going for the rematch. And, uh, yeah. And I think part of the mighty mouse's problem is that he's fighting at 135. Yeah, um, that's true. It's probably hard. Yeah, it's probably really hard for him to get down to 25 now at an event. That's right. He's like 35 years old. I think he'll bounce back, though. I don't think this yeah, is like, he, this is, he's, he'll be fine. He's one of the – like, they, they always say it, the announcers, and you, you, you watch him fight. Like, he's the most complete mixed martial artist. Like, he doesn't have a weakness in his game. Like, even champions have somewhat – you know what I mean? I think him and John Jones – yeah, those are the two that don't have any holes in their game. Like, when you talk about, you know, greats like Habib and I'll throw Askren in there because they're similar. They're just so good at one thing that it works. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Habib did get better at striking, though. Yeah. His career advanced it. All right. To the card, uh, Vittori versus Holland. Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Mike Perry has head meant no move. So <laughs> I don't, dude, he ate some gnarly shots from Daniel Rodriguez. Granite chin. <laughs> I don't get it. What were your thoughts on this one? Um, two things. Uh, Mike, Rod- uh, Daniel Rodriguez looked uh, unbelievable. You know, like that straight left was so fast down the pipe. Like it, the jab was working beautifully. The jab was incredible. The jab was incredible. The, the, so fast. And it just it, it threw off Perry the whole fight. And yeah, like you said, credit to Perry for being so tough. But 
to me, the biggest takeaway from this is, you know, Daniel Rodriguez is very good. And Mike Perry needs to, like, go to a real gym. Go train with Till. Go train with Till. Go train with, like, I. does he still have, like, I only saw, like, two people in his corner. Was I, was I wrong? That, so, so what happened was, so he's with, at Colby Covington's gym right now. Mm-hmm. And his coaches had another prior engagement somewhere else. So he had to just bring teammates. That's the thing. You need to go to a gym where you're going to get a committed team. You know what I mean? And you look at his record before 2018. I think it was like 14 and one or something like that. 14 and two. And now he's like 14 and eight or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he beat Paul Felder. He, he, he can like, he's a brawler, but he needs to go to a team that'll like teach him how to faint, how to get out of the way of move head, <laughs> move your head. He needs to go to an actual gym or his career is like, he can't be in these type of wars any, like, that much longer. Like he yeah, obviously, he's almost 30. He almost, he obviously has talent, but like he's going to find himself in, in Bellator in two, like in a year, if he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, get an actual team and start really like, you can tell, I think pre fight, like he, he's committed himself to like the dieting and stuff. Mm-hmm. which is Good. Like he makes the weight. He's there, but like, he, he needs a he needs a real team. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got to go to Rufus Sport or something like that. Like, yeah, it's just he needs to make a major change. Like, he has one fight left on his contract, so he's got to really show to, out in this next fight. Yeah, yeah, he's got to like get a knockout or something to keep his job. You know, he should just go train with Till for like half the training camp. Till said they would like. Do it for free. He could just come and his whole team would accommodate his family. They could like live in, you know, England for a while. It's like, if you're Mike Perry, you got to take this offer up because in terms of like striking defense, you know, def- and being good at defense, Till's up there is one of the better middleweights. You know what I mean? Till's incredible. But anyway, uh, we talked about well, Mike Perry will find something, but oh, I'd love to see Perry Lima though in Bellator. Credit to Rodriguez. We gotta just point that out too. Like, great. yeah, what's next for this guy? I think he he got to get a top fifteen opponent. Yeah, I agree. Screw um, it, Lawler. That'd be a great fight. Maybe not for Lawler. Um, <laughs> for the fans, yeah. I just don't know if that's the fight Lawler wants. But, Sean Brady would be a great fight, though. Yeah, Sean Brady would be good. Um, yeah, he deserves a ranked opponent, definitely. Yeah, he's he does he's he's like hitting his prime right now. What'd you think of the kits? Hmm? What'd you think of the fight kits? Oh, the Venom kits. Um, I like them. I think they're better than the, the Reebok They're ones. cleaner. They're cleaner. Um, the colors are, they're, they're fine. I hope they let them like customize some kits. You know what I mean? Like they can choose their colors now. It doesn't matter what country you're from anymore. Yeah. I just, I just hope. I, you know, I wish there was like sponsors and stuff, but like, I hope they could put their like their own personal logo on it or something. Yeah, that would be, you know what I mean? That, like, it'd be cool to see like Nganu or Usman have like the Nigerian flag and then some symbol, you know what I mean? Representing Africa. Like, that would be something yeah. I'd like but, to see. But this is but, a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. It, it looks good. All right. So Nina Nunez uh, falls to the. Her accent may be fake, but her submission skills are not. Mackenzie Dern's uh, what what was it? An armbar? Yeah, it was, it was yep. an armbar. She's good, man. 
as much as she ticks me off, Mackenzie Dern is really good. Yeah, um, you could tell that Dern didn't want to. I mean, she looked fine on the feet, but she didn't want to make it a striking battle. Don't strike so. with Nunes. No. So uh, she just took her down, and uh, the fight. I don't know how you felt. Like after like thirty seconds of grappling, I was like, oh, submission. No. Submission is on the way. Yeah, I was too. And Mackenzie Dern is just, she's getting better and better. Uh, was it like five fight win streak? Yeah. She, she's uh, got, she's got her weight in check now. Yeah. And you know, she's with the uh, Perillo, Jason yeah. Perillo, uh, Perillo boxing. They produce great fighters. So um, I think Dern, like, I think she could fight for the belt. Can she win? Um, that's, you know, who knows, but. I think she's trajectory, you know, her trajectory is to be a contender and fight for the belt for like, you know, in a, like a year's time. I think, I think she could contend for it by the end of the year if she wants to get three fights in. Oh yeah, definitely. And if she wins all those fights, like she's guaranteed a title shot. You like, know what I mean? So let, let's look at the division. So you got, uh, you want a young check who mm-hmm. doesn't have a fight right now. That's the fight to make in my opinion. That's a big step up, but she deserves That's it. A huge step up. I wonder if she gets one of those. Esparza would be good, though. Yeah, I was going to say, Esparza. Um, yeah, so, do, yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, you know what? That's a good call by you. Because you look at, like, who who is Young Jacek going to fight, really? And if you think about it, Dern versus her would do pretty big numbers, I think. Yeah, like, that's a, that's a fight night main event. Yeah, it could be. That's a great fight too. Like, oh yeah, great fight because you uh, just wonder how Young Jacek deals with the the grappling, you know? Yeah. So, and I mean, Yana's takedown defense is top notch. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. But she, Young Jacek hasn't faced as high a grap high level grappler as Dern. So that'd be Dern really... hasn't faced a striker like. Yeah, like, that's true. It's a that's a great shot. Sean fight. Shelby, come on, let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, or Sparza. is another great fight too. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Yao Zhao Nan, though. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so, Nina Nunez. Like, I think she should... She, hmm, She's in a tough position because she's she's not big enough to move. I don't think she's big enough to compete with the flyweights, but I don't think she's, like, good enough to... Co- I mean, this was her first fight in over a year and a half, so I'll give her, cut her some slack, obviously. But, cut her a little slack, yeah. But... Uh, this it's a t- I think Michelle Watterson would be a great fight. Nunez and Watterson. Yeah. Um. Or one of those like I think she's gonna drop down to like where Dern was kind of in the rankings. So to eleven. Yeah, maybe ten or eleven. Um, because you got to think Dern's going top five now. But um, yeah, no question. So you, you got to you know I think she'll drop at least three or four spots. So. Yeah. Yeah, anybody from like that eight to twelve range would be a good fight for uh, Nunez. Yeah. Or as uh, Brendan Shaw would say, hundred percent, hundred percent. What's it called? I mean, yeah, long layoff for her, and yeah. we didn't really get to see. You know, it was short, and she got submitted by a great grappler. So you can't, you know, what I mean, like no. you'd like to see her. You know, stand and she just had a baby. Like, yeah, it's tough. You can't really blame her, but um. She looked good, though. On the feet, yeah, she looked good. That's what I'm saying. So if she could get somebody who's more of a striker, you know, that would be a good fight. Like, I'd love to see her and Rodriguez fight personally, but that probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Woo! 
our boy Julian Marquez. He's back at it again. He was he was bang, standing and banging with Sam Alvey, but then you know knocked him knocked him down. And, uh, cho- it was a that was like a, a bush league choke right there, a schoolyard choke. But God, I got to give it to our guy, man. What were your thoughts? Um, Sam Alvey is pretty tough. Um, you just wonder where he. I was looking at his record. He's lost like four out of his last five since 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, used to be a light heavyweight, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you just wonder. I mean, he did look pretty decent in the first uh, the first round. Mm-hmm. Did he wobble Marquez at any point? He clipped him, but he clipped he him. Re- he didn't wobble. Him, yeah, yeah right? he recovered um, very quickly. Yeah, Marquez uh, just looked great, man. And like like as I said, he got clipped, recovered well, and. The fight was essentially over after that, you know. Alvy hit him with like one of his best shots, and he took it. So, uh, dropped Alvy, and then uh, yeah, got one of the weird, you know, weird looking choke that uh, worked out for him. Speaking of choke, Julian got his uh, purple belt today, so congrats to him on that. But you know what though, respect to the guy for his post fight shoutouts, like. People probably are saying, why is he doing the, you know, he did the Myers Cyrus and then he called out the Chiefs players to play Badman, but it worked. Or, you know, Pickleball, it worked. Like they responded and said, let's do it. They're playing. <laughs> so, like, he's trying to grow his brand as a fighter. And I he's... respect it because a lot of these fighters say the same boring, I'll, I'll fight whoever's in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, have some personality, to, you know. Chael Sonnen taught taught you better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he saw the Noguera brothers feed a, a, a carrot to a bus. What, what can we say, man? But yeah, like, it, and people like people like, oh, it's so corny. Like, he's building his like 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 you said, he's so smart about it. Like, and yeah, people are like, oh, he has to keep winning, but he looks he's getting better. So why would he not keep winning? You know what I mean? Yeah. So Sam Alvey, uh, he might be on the chopping block for the next round of cuts. I think. I think so. Yeah, it's just he's kind of of that old era. Yeah. Um, you know the late two thousands UFC era. Yeah, and for Marquez, screw it, have him fight uh, James Krause, his coach. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he. Would, I don't know if that would happen, but um, is he ranked? No, right? No, he's not. I say give him Strickland or Tavares. Yeah, that that would be fine. Um, I just do uh, you think he gets a top fifteen, like a top ten through fifteen opponent, or do you think he needs to win another fight before he gets? I think up? lower half of the top of uh, ten to fifteen, like fourteen, fifteen, or someone very close. Yeah, because I don't think he, I don't think yeah. Well, he's not going to fight Bilal, so yeah, fourteen or fifteen. He'll probably get another unranked opponent before he gets a ranked opponent. Yeah, and he'll be back soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I would imagine. But, dude, congrats to our guy. I love that. He's my favorite enemy, personally. All right. This was awesome. Arnold Allen versus uh, Sodiq Yusuf. Man, those strike numbers make you think the fight was something else. Yeah, it does. But when it came to the rounds, like, Yusuf had a fairly dominant round. And then... Arnold Allen took two of the rounds. But, yeah, this was really interesting to watch. 
but these two guys are really young and they're both awesome. So what were your thoughts? I don't know about you. This is fight of the night for me. Um, yeah, I mean, the numbers show Yusef was like out striking him, but Allen did the damage. You know, he hit him with that leg kick um, that I don't know how he survived that. You know what I mean? Like he, he was stunned and then he tried to walk forward and then fell because he was so wobbled. Yeah. He survived the ground and pound. But um, yeah, Allen to me took the first two and Yusef took the third. But uh, the, the, the takedowns really did make the difference for Allen. Like if he, didn't get, if he doesn't get the takedowns, he probably doesn't win the fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the takedowns and then the, the two shots that hurt Yusef essentially won him the fight because they, they were talking about on the broadcast, you know, it's like a game of inches. Like if he just gets out of the way of those two shots, Yusef wins the fight. And Allen isn't on, you know, I think he's on an eight fight win streak. Uh, it's what is it like third most ever in the division? Yeah. So both these guys, I don't know how you feel. Both these guys to me are going to be really exciting prospects to watch going forward. Like, yeah, I completely agree. They'll fight down the like in five years time when they're both like top five opponents or top 10 opponents, they'll fight again. Definitely. All right. So for Sadiq Youssef, um, Bryce Mitchell, does he have a fight right now? I don't believe so. Screw it. Make it happen. <laughs> and yeah, then, that'd, be, that'd be a fun one. Arnold Allen, I think Josh Emmett when he comes back. Yeah, Emmett. Um, Cater, I mean, Cater's still in concussion protocol. That's when I read that, I was like, I was so like worried about that. And it's like, it makes you, I was watching a thing about it. It's like, if his, it, if you're going to blame anybody for that fight, you got to blame his corner. Yeah. Like, if they just threw in the towel in the fourth round when he was up against the fence, like maybe he doesn't, you know what I mean? He doesn't take that fifth round of damage, which obviously like is still affecting him yeah so yeah i don't think cater's gonna fight till the very like i think cater fights like in november december if any this year you know what i mean even if uh, i I don't want him to fight again yeah fight in like next year you know what i mean january february fight fight way down the line like he's never going to be the same fighter no he's got to also he's got to adapt his style now he's got to be more defensive you know what i mean oh dude that uh, that's that that's still the best performance i've ever seen in the octagon from max holloway yeah but to go back to Allen, um yeah emmett uh just, jeremy stevens has a fight coming up right he's fighting jacar close uh saturday oh yeah okay um i mean if stevens wins that fight and um well he's going up to lightweight for it oh okay but regardless, if he if like if he doesn't take too much damage in that fight, that would be an interesting opponent because they fought a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, they fought a week um, separated from each other. So yeah, there's Allen's gonna fight a top ten guy going forward. Isn't didn't Zombie just pick up a fight? <sighs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if you want to give Allen Zombie though right away. You know no, I mean? that'd be I'd I'd be scared of Zombie man. Especially off the loss he just came off of, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to come back better, so. So, speaking of this featherweight division, Ortega versus Volk for tough, like, come on. <laughs> you know, everybody was, like, kind of, ex- like, there was a little excitement when that got announced. I was like, do we need to see that? Like, <laughs> like they're not the most, pers- the, the thing about tough is you want, like, a huge beef between the fighters or you want a huge, like, personality. Like, you know Sonnen I mean? and Jones. Yeah, like, 
to me, those guys do not scream personality or, you know, like they don't hate each other. Like if it was Max versus Volkanovski versus Tough, that would be like must watch TV. But <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's, it's just good that Tough's coming back, though. That's the main thing, you know? Yeah, that's exciting. All right, to the main event of the evening. Got to give it to Big Mouth. Step it in on short notice. But Marvin, uh, Brunson set the blueprint, man. <laughs> what what can we say? Like, Kevin Holland better ship his uh, butt over to Dagestan and learn how to wrestle. But what were your thoughts? I hope he does because, like you said, respect for him that's filling in. Um, on the feet, it was decently close. I don't know how you felt, but um, mm-hmm. on the feet, I thought Holland looked good. I mean, who knows? I thought he was piecing him up on the I feet. Piecing him up too, which makes me think. Uh, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit after we finish this, uh, talking about this fight. But I think Till probably wins this fight based off how this one played out. I just, you know what I mean. But uh, Holland looked like Holland looked, and uh, yeah, it's like he didn't have enough time to learn proper wrestling technique to defend against Vittori. And I mean. Vittori was catching him with some shots too, but he's a saw. Like, I could lose on the feet. I can't lose in, in a grappling match. So, I think he had like 12, 15 minutes of control time. 11 takedowns. 11 takedowns. I think he set the record, which is ridiculous. And you could see it was so it was so bad for Holland. Like, when he would get him up against the fence, you're like, oh, Holland's just messed up. Like, he let him, you know, DC was talking about on the broadcast. Like, he let him, you know, get his hands behind him. Vittori did. And yeah. then you're like, oh, here comes a takedown. And then it would come. And Vittori was doing a little bit. He did bit. what he had to do. He wasn't doing a ton of damage. Like, he was throwing some punches from the... From 24 the... significant strikes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, And uh, credit to him. He's on a five-fight win streak. He wants to fight for the title, which I, I, he's not getting a title shot next. But um, yeah. the winner of Rob Gaston is getting a title shot. But um, Yeah, I agree. You just wonder how good Holland could be if he just can take, you know, I think he said he wants to take like six to eight months off, you know, come back a better fighter. And I think he will because how good is Kevin Holland, you know what I mean, like on the feet? And if he could just learn some takedown defense, like he he could really be a great fighter. Just some basics, like <laughs> – it doesn't even seem like he has the basics down. Like DC made a good point. He's not looking behind him, like with where uh, Vittori yeah. latches his hands. He's just looking at what's in front of him. Credit to Holland. Like his jujitsu is very good. That's that's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like like he was he, he he the way he rolled out of those takedowns was phenomenal. And like I don't know how you like those um couple of arm triangles by Vittori. Most fighters go to sleep. But Holland, yeah. like, being good on the ground, just yeah. powered through and and somehow got out of him. So, like, his jujitsu is is very good. It's just his wrestling. I mean, he was grappling with Jacare uh, in December. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But Jacare is, you know, a jujitsu guy as well. So, he's not, you know, he's not these big, powerful wrestlers. So. Yeah. Um, but credit to Vittori, man. He did what he did, had to do and got the job done. I was impressed by the performance. I just wonder if he fought a friend of mine, uh, Bodie, he big UFC fan, was telling me after the fight. He goes, "If if Till was in the fight, Till wins because 
like Vittori, like Till's bigger than Vittori and way bigger than uh, Han. Like, what does he weigh? Probably, he weigh, probably weighs like 200 fight night. Yeah. But um, I don't think Vittori would have been able to take down Till that much because Till's takedown defense is also great. Yeah. Uh, and then on the feet, you, you favorite Till. So it, it's a shame we didn't get the original matchup, but what we got was a, was a really good fight too. Yeah, I hate how people were like, oh, this is boring. I'm like, this is like a chess match. Like, it's chess it match. Yeah. It was a great fight. Like, I enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, I let's wish uh, Darren Till a very speedy recovery so we can get him back in there ASAP. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think, yeah, I just. That sucks, I man. All right. So for Holland, let's wait on him. But for Vittoria, I say the fight to make is Cannonier Brunson. Yeah, one of those two. Um, I think Brunson wants to fight Paulo Costa. Yeah, I think great fight. Great fight. I think that I think that fight should happen because that would do a lot. I think you're right. I think Vittori should either fight uh, Cannoneer or should fight. Um, wait for Till again. I, that's where my mind was going. Is like wait for Till again. Uh, Wait for Till, fight Cannoneer, or maybe fight the loser of Rob Gastelum. Yeah. Because if Gastelum wins, he's going to go way up. And if Rob loses, he's going to go down. So If Gastelum wins, he gets the title shot. Probably. Because of the how close the first fight was, you know, without Asanya. I'd pay buckets um, of money for that. Yeah, you'd like to see how uh, how it goes the second time. But, um... Yeah, Vittori, like he, he, even though in his head he thinks he beat Adesanya, I recently watched the fight again. Vittori won a round, and one of the, but one of the rounds was close too. But Adesanya won two out of three rounds in that fight. Yeah, I watched it the other night too. It was it was close. It was a close fight. You like, understand where he's coming from. Well, yeah, you understand where he's coming from. Like he he didn't win, but you understand why he thinks he won because it was a very close fight, and. Um, it's clearly not a fluke. No, it's not a fluke. And I, I was saying this, like, Vittori's, like, the matchup for Adesanya is not great. You know what I mean? After the Blahovich fight, like, how he just looked lost when he got taken down. Yeah. Like, if Vittori could just keep taking down Adesanya, you wonder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, Adesanya's takedown defense, a little bit better than <laughs> Kevin Holland. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's not saying much, though. <laughs> Vittori, to me, though, needs to win another fight before he gets the title shot. I, I completely agree. All right. The most disliked fighter in the UFC has quickly become Aljamain Sterling. Oof. It's so bad, man. Yeah, you know, I, you can't hate on him for getting the surgery. I mean, he said his muscles were, like, atrophying and stuff, so. Yeah. Get right, but. It just sucks that we're going to have to wait, you know, probably six months for the, the rematch. I don't know how you feel, but, like, don't you kind of need an interim title in the meantime? Yes. And then unify the the winner of the rematch of Jan Sterling fights the interim guy and then for the unification? I see. I don't see why not. Make it uh, Cause the, uh, Dillashaw the, versus, uh, what's his face, Sanhagen. Make that for the interim title. And then the unification in seven months or whatever. Because I don't know how you felt, but like reading a lot of the stuff about a surgery, he's like, oh, yeah, it could be like four to five months. 
I was reading it. It's like he, he's going to be out like six to seven months, probably. Yeah. Like a neck surgery, that takes a long time to, you know, also you want to rush you, it. You don't want to rush because then your career's over in that case. So I, he, to me, he's out for like six, seven, eight months. So to me, it won't be till October, November. Probably November, right? I, I would imagine. But uh, I think, yeah, I think I think you need to make Sanhagen Dillashaw for that interim title. Yeah, and that yeah, because it's holding up the division. Because there's so many fights that need to happen in the division too. Because uh, Rob Font's fighting Cody Garbrandt too, right? Yeah, and the winner of that fight deserves a higher opponent. So. You could have, in the meantime, the winner of Dillashaw, Sanhagen fight the winner of Garbrandt Font. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I fear for Aljamain Sterling. I I think Piotr Jan might kill him. <laughs> in the rematch, yeah, I would I would imagine so. It's like unless Sterling can figure out how to take him down, which he couldn't. So why would it change in the second fight? And he just but, kept doing those tie sweeps. Oh, those tie sweeps are so beautiful, dude. Uh, like. So perfectly executed too. Uh, the fight was over too, but like people like I know the knee happened, but like he was Sterling was getting finished. Sterling was getting finished in the next like two minutes of that fight. Yeah. Well, it should have been finished then, but stupid rules. <laughs> we had the one rules, you know, we'd have a champion and then the division would be moving along. Speaking of uh fight week, it's uh funky Ben Askren's fight week. Dude, I've come to like Askren a lot. A lot. Yeah, he's, he's it's just he, he he's got to win. If he doesn't win the MMA community us <laughs> take a tremendous loss. We will be down extremely bad and it may take us some time to recover from such a loss. I don't think so, Ben Askren will let it happen. I don't think so either because like I, you like look at his record bro he fought like a 24-year-old Douglas Lima who that that win has aged beautifully because Lima has gone on to be a savage. And it's like, it, you're right. He, he can't, he, he can't lose. It's bottom line. He can't lose. Ben Askren made a good point. He's like, you know, even if I lose Jake Paul's still probably not a great boxer. <laughs> yeah. If this is like a close fight and he loses, it's pretty, it's, it's a bad look for Jake. Like you barely beat, Ben Askren. Ben Askren in a boxing. It's like, I think I think he wins though. I think he I think he guts it out. Leans on him a lot. I think he's gonna lean on him a lot. Like you know how Fury leaned on um, Wilder in their second. Yeah. Use the weight. I think he's gonna do a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I I think Ben Askren is. I think he'll be. Look, have you watched his vlogs? No, they're on YouTube. People, they're putting them up on YouTube. But it's like. He, he just has the right mentality about it. Like, I mean, people, like, want to forget that before he came to the UFC, I mean, he's one of the most accomplished fighters outside the UFC, maybe ever. Yeah. And he's one of the best welterweights ever. I mean, people don't want to say this, but, yeah, yeah, and people look at you like you're crazy, but, like, he was kind of Khabib before Khabib. Like, you knew, like, the only thing he could do was take you down. And maul you. And you knew, you knew it was coming. But guess what? It didn't matter. He still took you down, submitted you, or just, you know, ground upon you for a win. 
don't know. I don't know if you heard this, but Jake Paul, like they had to sit down with Snoop Dogg, and Jake Paul said he wants to wrestle Ben Askren next. That would just be terrible. <laughs> That'd be murder. That'd be murder. That'd be homicide. Yeah, like you said. I'd I'd pay for it though. <laughs> Hopefully he wins. That's. I think he will. I think I think Jake Paul has to knock him out within the first two rounds. Yeah, I think if it goes longer, Askren. And Ashkin made a good point. Like the only time he's ever been rocked in his career was that Jorge Masvidal knee. Mm-hmm. And if Robbie Lawler can't knock him out, like is Jake Paul going to knock him out? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, Connor Poirier. Oh my God. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> so I- to give you all the rundown, uh, Dustin claimed that Connor never made the donation. Connor said that he never made the donation because they never gave him the plans. But then Poirier rebuts with, um, "Well, your team just didn't. Your team just stopped talking to me." And then Connor rebutted again, and then uh, Poirier put a gif of Connor getting knocked out. <laughs> and then he, Connor responded like, "You, you muppet, you inbred." He's like, "I'll, I'll just read like, it." And Connor's like, "Manager said something about how Poirier and them had a dinner recently." Poirier responded to that. It's it's heating up. Dude, this is going to be awesome. I mean, you know what? I it, In the back of my mind, I think a sneaking suspicion to me is like the donation did happen, and this is all orchestrated to build up the fight. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I mean, I'm game for it. <laughs> I'm game for it, too. Like, this is going to sell over 2 million pay-per-views. I think so. I mean, this is the biggest fight of Dustin's career in terms of, like, you know, money wise. And um, it's just, uh, if you watched any of the Connor training videos recently, dude, I'm that's scary stuff, man. He looks so fluid. He looks very fluid. Um, <laughs> practicing those kicks a lot. Uh, he just, he, he just wonder if he's going to change up that wide stance he has. Then I was thinking about it too. It's like the karate stance, you know, it's like the wide stance. Like you, guys like Stephen Thompson and George St. Pierre fighting those same stances their whole career and, you know, are very good defensively. Some of the best defensive fighters ever. So if Connor can just you know, learn from those guys what they do, you know, he shouldn't take the same damage he took in the second fight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is uh, uh, people like judging the character of Connor and stuff. It's like, I, I don't care at this point. This is just building up the fight. This even. is awesome. <laughs> this is great for the fight. This is great. You know what I mean? Like it'll be a huge fight by the time it comes. It'll be yeah, like you said, a 2 million pay-per-view buys. What's the record? Uh, it's Habib and Connor Con- with 2.6, 2.2. I think 2.2. I'll look it up. I mean, dude, that, this could come close. This could, this could, this could tie it, break it. This, I mean, the way they're building it. So Habib and uh, McGregor sold two point four million pay per views. Yeah, I think this one could be from the two to two five range. I think it could. It's exciting would you be, stuff. Would you be surprised if this one sold two point five. No. I wouldn't. This is like the this might be the biggest trilogy ever. It's up there. I mean. Yes, it's. 
I mean, you got DC Steel. It was pretty big, but in terms of pay per view buys, not as big as this. Yeah, but this is awesome. I'm I'm, I'm excited. All, I'm all for this like animosity. It's it, it's very reminiscent of the first fight, you know, like seven years ago, whatever. But this is how, what we need. How unbelievable would it be in a hypothetical situation if Connor won the fight and then just took out like a checkbook? And wrote like a million dollars and just gave it to Dustin. Like, here's your donation. After he won, that would be like the most savage thing ever. It would also <laughs> I be the, needed to make more money when yeah. I won. <laughs> it would also be so, it would also be savage if Dustin stopped him again and then was like, "Give me my money." You know what I'm like? There's so many aspects of this that are like unbelievable for the fight. As Joey Diaz says, "That's the seed." <laughs> 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 this is the seed. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Joey Diaz, where's that guy been, man? He's in New Jersey, bro. He moved from, from L.A. to New Jersey. I just watched one of his recent podcasts. Now he's, he's hunkered down over there. New Jersey. I mean, if that dude gets COVID, it's over. <laughs> it's Sadly. not great, hopefully. You know, hopefully. He probably got the vaccine, though. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson says he's undergone some changes. Um, I don't know what that would be like. I think, I think he means like he's not going to try to take as much damage. Yeah. Like he's working with Freddie Roach. And yeah. With G- he was training with GSP uh, recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you hope, like, if Tony can be defensively great, he's a scary fighter because the thing about Tony that was terrifying was, like, he would take all this damage and then still come forward and not get out, commit you, and stop you. But the thing is, he's getting older, and he's been through so many wars, he can't keep doing that. And we, we saw that in the Gaethje fight. So you just hope that, like, if Tony become great defensively, he can make another run at it. Yeah. Which I know every MMA fan wants Tony to start winning again. Like, who does not like Tony? You know what I mean? I want him to be the champ. He's, he's the craziest dude ever. You follow him on Twitter. Like, he, he's, he's, like, he's batshit crazy, but... You just hope he can uh, turn it around. Yeah, I do too. I really do too. All right, Breck, you got anything, uh, any wi- words of wisdom to add? Um, just one last thing. We we didn't really cover it that much because it wasn't that exciting, but uh, what was it? Bellator 220. Oh, yeah. 220. I don't know what number it was, but uh, Bader Machida, sadly. Machida got to hang him up. Machida's got to hang him up one. Maybe one last retirement fight. You know what I mean? Get a win against uh, Diego Sanchez. <laughs> maybe, but it's like no. Just from the Twitter response, like people do not like Ryan Bader that much. He's good though. He's very good. Um, I don't think he wins the tour- the light heavyweight no. grand prix. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just like it, it was a decent event. I don't know if you watched much of it. Uh, I watched. I watched most of it. It, it wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. That's, that's what Bellator is. It's not bad, but it's not great. No, but they've had some really good cards recently. Like the the one with uh, Khabib's cousin was a really good card. Yeah, that was a good card. It was a good card. But um, this Grand Prix is the best thing Bellator has done in ages. I, I love it. I wish the UFC would do this, this sort of tournament style sometimes because, you know, it's like it's hard to match make fights. And it's like if you just had the one through eight fight each other, you know what I mean? You know. You know the best. You know who the best. I just, 
also too like I just wish sometimes we get some it'll never happen because of Dana White but I just wish we'd get some cross promotion man like I need to see Patricio Pitbull fight Volkanovski or Max you know what I mean I want to see uh, Lima fight uh, Usman or something yeah yeah exactly I need to see those fights but yeah so the light heavyweight Grand Prix rolls on and I think uh, Uh, we got Davis versus uh, Corey Anderson next week this week rather and Nemkov versus that uh, what was it like in a month we get Rumble versus Romero yeah that's May 7th I think that's a fun fight yeah this being I love you I love you daddy boxing daddy boxing in the pocket (laughs) All right, Breck anything else no, no, that's it. All right, we'll see you for the preview of uh, Whitaker vs. Castle. See ya.